that stings. No matter how many times <laughs> you get rejected, it still stings, oh, right? <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so I married the first girl who said yes. <laughs> I was just so shocked. I had to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So what, what, why'd, you, why'd you get married? <laughs> she was the only person who she said, said yes. yes. <laughs> You're listening to The Angry Designer, where we cut through the industry bull to help frustrated graphic designers survive and thrive. Sean. Yeah. What's going on, buddy? Cosimo, not a whole lot. What's going on with you, man? I'm looking at something very oh special over here. Oh, my I, God. I think we were gonna, we've been waiting on this one for a little bit. Look, we this has been out of stock forever up here north of the border. Mm-hmm. We got ourselves a nice bottle of Blanton's Woo! Special Reserve with a little guy on the top. <laughs> a little question. There's just thing. something so special about this, right? Wonderful. The bottle is beautiful. You go, you got this nice little cask guy on top. So Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and this is Blanton's. So you know it's good when our friends down south in Kentucky are like, you got to get yourself some of this shit. Oh, it's a good pour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it a good pour? This reminds me of New Year's, right? Was, wasn't that when we were it drinking was this last? New Year's Eve when we it's had your cousins. Some. Yep. Is that, is that good? Sure, that sounds good. Oh, it smells Ready? awesome. Whew, that's a good. Oh, that is really good. And you know what the sad part is? I'm trying to cut back. <laughs> and this showed up from the mail, and I was just like, "How can I not?" <laughs> All right, cheers. Cheers, buddy. Oh, like is that not just like some of the best? It's just tasty. It's got flavor. It's got but enough it's, kick. It's not sweet. No, it's not sweet Which at is all. Kind of right? nice. I like it's that. it's a dangerous bourbon because mm-hmm. man, you can you can easily drink that stuff, right? <laughs> Where like all these other bourbons that we have kicking around here yes. and, and bottles, you know, we just take take forever to yeah. drink. Some of them are some harder than yeah. some of them are great. But we've had a little collection lately build up, and it's not so good. <laughs> this is true. Like, yeah, we yeah. we had all kinds of bottles everywhere, lying around, right? <laughs> just but, dribs and drabs of something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we just have a problem throwing him up, but that's yes. okay because we've got a nice little worker now. That's right. We've got somebody who comes in and cleans up these bottles. Sadly, it's my daughter. I was just going to say someone very familiar to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's my fourteen-year-old daughter now, who now probably thinks that we're alcoholics. <laughs> Empty bottles yeah. all over there. It's like, no, really, they're not just from one day's use. But she needed typical a Wednesday, yeah, you right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the typical stresses as a designer. You know, she needed a job, and you know, she's still kind of like in that flex in her life where mm-hmm. she thinks she wants to go to school and be an architect or do something as a oh, house designer. Nice, but it's a little early, yeah. right? She still is, you know, like she's just what her second year of high school right mm-hmm. now. She's just turning fifteen this year, so it was like she needed money. I know, right? Yeah, Time crazy. flies. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, dude, just get your ass over here. We need a cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's like, you know, start her from the bottom. Yeah. She's going to be scrubbing toilets and she's going to be, you know, as she does, she cleans the floors, she vacuums. Yeah. She picks up our empties. <laughs> she picks up our empties. <laughs> That's yeah. horrible. Ooh, I feel kind of bad for her now having to <laughs> pick up after me. Oh, I feel really bad about that. She's 15. How old were you when she's you? Turning she's turning. She's turning 15. So she's so not she's even she's 14. 14. Were you early when really you started? Really young. Yeah. yeah so so my, you were young too? Totally. I agree. Grade nine, I had a job. Good for you. Yeah. Not too many people, right? They like, I know. They're scared to work and go to school at the same time. I don't understand like, that. What's the matter with yeah, you? Geez. I actually, I was lied 
I was 13. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> I was 13. Not lied. Creative. Creative. <laughs> I was being creative. I was 13 years old, yeah. turning 14, but I told him I was 14, turning 15, <laughs> because it was this, this Gino Men's store, right? <laughs> Young little Massimo Italian guy in the 80s, greasy hair, and I wanted to work Aww. in a Gino store selling <laughs> Italian clothes. I really wanted that job, though. That is awesome. And uh, yeah, so, and, and that's where my that whole journey started. Oh. And that was about the time when I actually knew what I wanted to do. Oh, okay. Right? So again, I think I worked in a kitchen for three hours. Ah. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a cook. <laughs> There's no way in hell this is what I'm doing. But I mean, I figured if I was going to be like working my ass off and make money, I might as well get the best out. I might as well learn shit. You might you know? as well learn something. Because to- I knew where I wanted right. to go. Right. Right. So instead of just making money for here, I was just like, I, it's like, I always had this idea, like, you know, work at a, a camera store. Right. Right. I did that when I was about yep. 16, 17, mm-hmm. learned photography. Yeah. Right. Nice. I worked in clothing stores, um, several back to back. So, mm-hmm. you know, I started learning fashion. Yep. Right. And learning, you know, what was going on with trends and how to pick up trends. Right. And how to, you know, understand trends. And then um, I worked at a health club when I was like 18, 19. And that's where I started learning people, yep. you know, what, what motivated people and stuff. The real reason was probably because of the girls, but I mean, again, it was it's it was a health club. Yeah, I was like eighteen years old. It's still people related. Yeah, it was you're people just, related. You're just more focused on one type of person. I, I learned how to take rejection really yeah. well. But but you know what? I, yeah. It's even though I was learning all these skills, right. okay? And this is consciously now I'm saying I went to the photographer for photography and this because that's what I was thinking back then. Mm-hmm. But the reality is I was learning something a hell of a lot more valuable throughout all these jobs, all my teens. Right. And, you know, even though I knew I was going to become a designer, I think I was learning something more valuable than design, yeah. and, you know, than anything, all these little things I was going to pick it up, right? I'm convinced that if you want to be successful mm-hmm. in business, if you want to be a successful designer, freelancer, agency owner, whatever the hell it is, yeah. okay, the most important skill that you need to learn isn't design. Oh. Most important skill that I think every designer <laughs> needs to learn is how to fucking sell. Mm, okay. Seriously. Like, there we go. You need to learn how to fucking sell. Yes. If you know how to sell, yeah. you will always have work. You'll never be without it. Nope. Okay. And I think that is something that is so overlooked. You Big know, time. everywhere we look, people are harping about design costs, how to price things, which is fair, mm-hmm. right? How to create logos, which is good. You know, design this, tricks that. Nobody ever teaches us practical selling strategies. And I think mm. that's a huge part that's missing right now. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. This is, I, speaking personal, you know, from my own personal uh, experience, I sucked at stuff <laughs> like that. I couldn't even sell myself at a fucking job interview. You know what I mean? Uh, and I know. True. And this, no, is the kind right. of, this is the kind of stuff where I wished somebody would have kind of helped me through well, this. And I'm really shocked. Portal to hell. Again, like, I mean, again, okay, so designers have to sell more than just the work. This is true. Right? Yeah. They're selling themselves. Yeah. They're selling, you know, the work that they're creating, yes. right? They have to sell their team members. Right. Okay? Why they should believe. They have to sell their ideas. They yeah. have to sell, you know, like, the stuff that they're pitching. I think I may have said that already. But <laughs> the thing is, you know, they're constantly selling on so many different levels. Absolutely. It's more than just one single transactional thing. Right. But yet, college doesn't fucking teach this. No. Like, and the funny thing is, if you were to go to college and take 
business course. Yes, yes. There is sales. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's sales in every one of the years, okay? Probably. And everywhere you look on the internet right now, everything is selling related. It's driving funnels. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, getting those those jam-packed CTAs in place, worrying about journeys for conversions, right? Mm -hmm. But yet, nowhere do designers learn practical selling tips. And honestly, and so that's what we're here to talk about today, right? Is the whole sales part, okay? And in my opinion, this is... First and foremost, the most important skill for all designers to learn yeah. is how to sell. Yes. All right? Yeah. Again, and I'm still shocked that we don't learn this in school. So, mm. you know, the whole idea is, is this something that can be learned? And I think this is something that, you know, people are constantly struggling with. Yes. I, I'm hoping it, it's something we can learn because yeah. I would like to learn. That. <laughs> Not that, it, I mean, it, it is, you know, as you get older, I think you get a little more accustomed to, comfortable in your own skin and you mm. can kind of sway a client this way and that way. You have more experience, yeah, more, right? Yeah, yeah, you know what works better. You know, but that road might, is probably a lot harder of a road than if you were to go, you know, learn it from the beginning. Yeah, Because yeah. think about it. I mean, I remember when I started mm-hmm. Zed Factor, right? And I was still young, learning, right? And yeah. I, you know, other than the, the sales experience that I was learning at all these places, right? Yeah, yeah. I still had it hard at the beginning. Yeah, granted, we hit the road. We hit the road running. We had clients right away, but that was for other reasons. That right. was more relationships. People already but, knew us from yeah, the work experience. I was just going to say that was a networking experience from you're your right. previous job, right? You're right, you're right. Yeah. And, and so in that sense, I was still selling our work, our work, our work, and right. they knew in that sense, right? Right, right. So it was, um, we were proving ourselves. But I remember looking at other people in our space in this area, because mm-hmm. like I said, there was like 30 plus other agencies at the time. Yeah. And I remember this one company in particular, and it really burns my ass, this club, <laughs> because they weren't very good, okay? They weren't. I met the owner. He's a little sleazy. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a little sleazy. And he was one of these guys that was like, you know, first thing you got to do is you got to put awards everywhere. Yeah. You sign up for every award, award, award. And, oh. and then you show that to people and they're going to want to work with you. And it's just like... <laughs> You know, at least he talked to me. At least he talked to me where yes. some of the other jerks didn't. So I Which give him credit, nice. right? Yes. And he was cool in that sense. Yeah. But I remember their work wasn't that good. It really wasn't. And they got all the cool accounts in town. They had, you know, they had the brewery. Oh. They had, you know, like the record shops. Like they had all mm. the cool gigs. And I remember thinking like, the work's not that good. I, I can do better work yeah. than that. Yeah. We're more creative than this. Yeah. Our team is better. This? How was he doing it, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And again, the guy was, maybe he, you know, was, he leaned a little bit on the sleazy side, but mm. he was obviously a better salesperson than we were at the time, okay? okay? He had better business acumen than we did, right? So he was already experienced enough to understand how business worked you know the right things to say what people wanted to hear he was obviously a better networker because that's how he went from job to job to new client to new client right right? right. which again is something that is incredibly important in this space huge he had the confidence Mm -hmm. he had the conviction in what he was selling and and what he was saying which again was really important versus a young you know a a young designer in a young company kind of going in and being like uh uh, we'll do it we'll do it and this guy was like no no he he knew what he had the swagger for yeah right Right. and then honestly he was obviously better at communicating his ideas than we were Mm. because he did show me one of his pitch decks and i was fucking blown away i was like holy shit that's a lot of work well back then yeah 
I was thinking that was a hell of a lot of work mm. for just a pitch. Yeah. Now, I yeah. mean, no, it's like, you know, his pale in a comparison to the shit that we do. Okay. But I mean, again, yeah. it was a level of experience. Right. So he knew that you had to have a presentation, you know, you had to have the right visuals. You had to communicate these ideas better yeah. than, you know, like, obviously than, than we everybody did. everybody else. Yeah. So even though creatively him, his team, they weren't creatively better. They weren't right. better designers. Right. They were definitely better salespeople. And that's why it's like, I'm convinced that until you get to that place, nobody's born no. like a fucking Aaron Draplin or, you know, <laughs> Alan Peters or anybody. Like, we're not born that good. Yeah. It takes a long time to get there. But yeah. the thing is, you either make it a really slow, long road mm -hmm. or you can learn how to sell and start scooping up experience instantly, quick, quick, quick. Let's so, go that way. Yeah, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, it kind of worked for us yeah yeah because totally. i remember like seeing that yeah. i was like no dude i'm gonna keep going with this i yes. remember you know and i remember working on our pitch working on our pitch decks we had that old school giant portfolio you carry around with <laughs> yes. all your work right yes. so, yeah, back then that's how we had to do it right and there was something really cool about that yeah but again and that was something that was constant so even though i was working you know my design skills were you know coming year after year after year yeah. i was constantly pushing the, the sales right and you know, the funny thing is on the flip side, right? I've told you my friend, mm -hmm. one of my friends who, in my opinion, best designer I know. Right. Okay. He's right. fucking awesome at what he does. He's yeah. an amazing designer on every single level. Mm -hmm. And he struggles with sales. Right. And he has from the beginning. That's actually how we met because he knew I was an agency. He was a freelancer time. He came in and he was like, hey, you know, like, you know, I can do some work for if you want. And I was like, wow, this guy's really fucking good. Yeah. But again, he was very quiet, very yeah. reserved. Right. He was very calm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in talking to him, it's not like, you know, I didn't get this constant conviction that he was 100% secure. He's like, yeah, so here's concept number one. Here's guy. Right. He was very mellow. Very, yeah, not the whole, excitable. Or not excitable. Yeah, in so, yeah, and that's yeah. right, and that's it, right? So, and, and even in talking to him, you know, he admits that that's not his strong suit. Yeah. And it has probably limited his ability to grow as a freelancer, to grow as an agency, right? Now, it's not to say he's not successful because, you know, after he finished off as a designer, he started another company and the company fucking went great and oh. he... He, he exited that company yeah, and oh, then yeah. he's like retired at a really young age. Oh, wow, really? So good on him. Nice. Okay. But again, he had, you know, different partners for different reasons and he didn't have to sell in this business. Right. Okay. But as a designer, he did struggle on that side. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I definitely think it's a very important trait that designers lack and yeah. they don't, they don't give enough credit, yeah. you know, towards. Yeah. Or they don't put the serious, it should be higher priority on your levels of what you need to achieve. Absolutely. I I, well, me, I do, I do. I, and it, but it's just one of those kind of scary things. I think, cause you know, we all tend to be kind of introverted in, in, in some regards, you know what I mean? And it's hard to kind of push yourself out. Absolutely. There, I, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. I got a list here of, yeah. you know, why I think it's hard for designers right. to sell, you know, and I think that's on here, of course, but mm. I mean, Sorry. You know, no, no, <laughs> jumped ahead. See, for there you. He, jumped, he, he took a look at the notes. Cock blocked. <laughs> My God, that's amazing. Oh shit! Now you can't talk about that one anymore. Oh damn. <laughs> Have another drink, Sean. Have yes. another drink and shut yeah. up. Just, just drink and shut up. Shut look, up. just you, stand here, look beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, okay. Some of the reasons, okay? Some of the reasons here. And these are definitely aren't all of them. And I might be generalizing, of course. But as designers, I think that designers tend to focus on the creativity. Bingo. So yes. because... 
they're constantly trying to improve their creative skills, their design skills. They're looking on Instagram or on TikTok or YouTube about, you know, cool new design picks, techniques, trends, mm-hmm. whatever, right? They're passionate about design. Yep. They're not passionate about sales. So because yep. they're not learning, they're not, you know, investing that little bit of extra time to figure out, you know, what's a good sales strategy? What's a good sales technique? Right. What's a good way to approach a customer? So I think, you know, obviously as designers, we tend to focus on creativity. Yes. First and foremost. Yep. With that being said, lack of sales training there we go we just talked about it yep college of all places <laughs> we should fucking teach you how, what you what to like i mean trigger warning disclaimer we're going to rip on the college <laughs> system right now <laughs> but it's true yeah, you're right you're absolutely right this would have been helpful back then right right because again as a designer there's so much more than just the design skills that's right okay and again selling is in my opinion the most one of the most because you can be the best designer in the world but yep. if you can't present you can't pitch people can is, persuade them right yes you're dead in the water dude yes. yeah how do they miss that yes and it's beyond presenting in front of the class it is do you know what i mean because i'm sure you did that 100%. when you were in school yeah and we did that and it was terrifying and stuff like that but by the end i mean you get to know these people and, and it's just like a you know a, a kind of a it's whatever, a joke a, a joke a, a, yeah after a while it, there was snickering and you know you're yes not, yeah exactly but there was right? no focus from a teacher saying you need to be better at your sales skills at your pitch skills or something yep, like that. You need to be more persuasive. Yes. You need to, you know, yes. how do I exactly, sell Exactly, exactly. And they right. don't do that. And they don't, right? which, is, which is a joke, really. Well, it is. Because again, it's an... Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Lack of sales yes. training, okay? Yes. So, okay, you know, perfect. and that's across the board. Yes. Fear of rejection, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Designers, because we're so, you know, we're attached, we're emotional. Mm-hmm. We, when, we, when we create things, it's usually with a lot of heart behind what we present. Yep. And if you reject it, it's just like, oh, you know, like that fear is mm. constantly going to, you know, in the back of your mind. And I think because of that, designers often don't push far enough because they're scared of having to go through that again. Yeah. Right? I yes. think that's a legit one, of course. Yeah, that's very real. That stings. No matter how many times <laughs> you get rejected, it still stings, oh, right? Damn it. <laughs> so I married the first girl who said yes. <laughs> I was just so shocked. I had to. Wow. <laughs> so what well, why'd you why'd you get married? She was the only person who she said, said yes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was very real. Another reason. <laughs> Art versus business. Ah. Uh. Okay, so how many times, and I remember saying this to people, the reason why I have a hard time selling, the reason why I have a hard time pricing objects and this and that is because, you know, it's hard for us to put a price mm-hmm. or, you know, to sell what we consider is creativity, right? Right. It's not It's not really a business. We're not viewing our creative output as a business product. We're mm-hmm. like, holy shit, we make all these excuses, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I love what I do. How can I put a price on it? I could care less if they give me 200 bucks, 300 bucks. It's like, dude, no, you're you're worth so much more. And again, we constantly talk about this, right? Value yeah. pricing, pricing yourself accordingly, raising your rates. This is extremely important. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you can't separate your passion for the art, your passion for the creative, and the fact that it is a business, right? Mm-hmm. If you were making a transaction for something, right? If you're providing a service yep. that ends up in some sort of transaction and you're getting paid for it, dude, it's a business. It's a business, yeah. Plain and simple. That's and right. so we have to remember that, right? right? So I think that's another reason why why it's hard for creatives to to well, to sell. Yeah. Do you think this is why people lean on Fiverr and and, and stuff oh, like that? Because the app does it all. Because the, the app does everything for you. you all those, never all those have ugly to talk things. to anybody. Right, yes. right. But they also take all your money too, right? <laughs> they absolutely take all your money. <laughs> yes. Yeah, or, it's true. Yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah, right. you're right. You know, I never thought about that. I, but well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's it takes the, and not, and not even just fiber. Like, even all the other ones, like um, yeah, 99 yes, signals, all, 99 designs, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is an easy platform for people to kind of put their stuff up there and let the market decide or whatever. Right? They can pick and choose. So, coincidentally enough, if you look at Fiverr, you look at Etsy, you look at all those yep. stores, yep. you'll see people who have ten jobs five jobs, mm-hmm. you know, three jobs, you know, two stars or whatever, like the ratings. And then you have those people that got 300, 400, 500, 1,000 jobs, you know, and you look at their annual lifetime billing. Some of them are in the hundreds of thousands. Really? Why do you think that is? Why? They know how to fucking sell. They know how to sell it. They're not just putting shit up there. They're going, they're tweaking the copy. Okay. Okay. They're changing their message. They probably mm. have a process in place where they're thanking people, encouraging oh. them to come back. Dude, and it's true because again, I'm not going to lie, we've used people, you know, we've had to get sometimes voiceovers or this. Yeah, like, yeah sure, help yeah. me out. I would yeah. love this. Yeah. You see some voiceover people, they're like one star rating, two star rating, a couple jobs completed. You see these other mm-hmm. people like five star rating, they completed 500 jobs and yeah. it's just like, so what's the difference? They both had nice voices. Right. But one knew what the hell they were doing, where the other one was just kind of like, like you said, hiding. So Hi, big yeah. difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because so so you would, it's, it's I guess the law of averages or whatever, like the stronger you are at something, you're you're going to prevail on. Absolutely. On, right. On this platform. Well, yeah. dude, again, if you're on equal, yeah. at equal with everybody else. Right. Who's going to edge out? What, what is it going to take to get you ahead? And a lot of it has to be that extra step that forward, extra push. which is going to be the push. Right. Whether it's better copy, whether it's a better offer, whether it's a better pricing strategy, mm-hmm. but you just have to learn what it's going to take yeah. to actually get, to get ahead to of everybody point. else. Right. Exactly. Yes. So, okay. cool. so again, business. Yeah. Okay. Right. Lack of confidence. Uh, I think designers do struggle with the confidence and not, not always confidence in themselves, mm. but in their selling ability. Right. Right. Like, are they actually pushing, saying the right things, you know, using the right terms. And because of that, they're often holding back. Right. They're holding back being a little bit more aggressive. They're holding back being a little bit more verbose and yeah. explaining because they're like, oh, oh, I don't want to sound like an idiot. Yes. I don't want them to, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And ha- right. you know what I mean? There's a whole bunch of things here at play. Yeah, right. And then the whole less is more thing comes in. You know, oh, geez. Like, yeah. You're not, you don't really make a clear yeah. pitch at all because exactly. you're not saying anything. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Yes. Another reason I think designers often over focus on their design skills. Mm. They're like, well, shit, my portfolio speaks for yeah, itself. Look at this. Look at this. This only applies on fucking these platforms like Dribble and and you know like and Fiverr. Right. But the reality is it's like your work doesn't speak for yourself because as we learned today, <laughs> our book of work, which is great, still sometimes goes over people's heads and yeah. they just come up with, yeah, yeah, you can't you just, do anything about bad taste. <laughs> so it happens and you can't do and, and I mean if you don't have the ability yes. to defend your case to sell your story to sell what you want yeah. you're constantly going to be going back down this really yeah. miserable road <laughs> this is true oh god oh. so horrible yeah. <laughs> alright <laughs> oh, yes. um, another reason why it's hard for designers to sell is of course you know we always talk about this outside of this episode is the whole pricing strategy yes right pricing strategy pricing negotiation you know they're not sure how to price stuff Mm -hmm. so they're often not pushing anything very hard right and so it's hard for them to sell something if they're not 100 percent for sure behind their pricing strategy whether it's you know hourly whether it's project based Mm -hmm. i think it has a lot to do with it too yeah totally absolutely and um two last ones okay two last ones number one it is a completely different mindset for designers Mm. to be more salesy right as a designer 
we're empaths. Yes. We feel, you know, we want to connect with people. But as salespeople, that's all about persuading. It, they're, they almost feel like opposites, mm-hmm. right? Because in order to persuade somebody, you know, you're almost pulling them in. So yeah. it, it, there's this whole push-pull idea, right? Where you have to understand that they are one in the same yeah. because they both have the same outcome. Like mm-hmm. you, you want what's best for the customer. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, it's a different mindset change which some people just can't get over. Mm-hmm. And this leads to the very, very last part here, mm-hmm. which leads to a negative impression of salespeople. <laughs> so because the mindset is so different, people are always saying, was like, oh, I don't want to come across as a sleazy salesperson, yeah. right? And that's totally true because, I mean, often when people hear salesperson, they immediately they do think, what? Yes, they think of that fucking car guy with the tacky plaid with outfit the, with and the big white tie. Right. What's it going to take to get you into this car today? Yeah, that's a, Oh, that's I love exactly. that guy. <laughs> right? It's so true. And I think yeah. that probably, and I remember saying that myself. Mm. I remember being yeah, like, oh, yeah. I don't want them to think I'm a sleaze bag yeah. and this and that. Yeah. And I remember knowing salespeople and they were like that. They were yeah. total sleaze yeah. bags yeah. and yeah. I associated that with sales. Yeah. But then as I knew, you know, that sales was a really important part of this space, mm-hmm. I had to be a different salesperson. Yes. And I think in meeting more better experienced salespeople, I realized that they're not all sleaze bags, mm-hmm. but there is definitely a difference between the sleazy salesperson, <laughs> right? And the good salesperson, right? Like in all fairness, their approach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A sleazy salesperson, he's often deceptive. He's manipulative. He's very, very, very pushy, right? But you can be a good salesperson and just be honest Mm -hmm. and ethical, right? And be very transparent with everybody. There you go. You don't have to always have an ulterior motive here, right? Yeah. Be Um, clear up front with them. Absolutely. Why not? You can. And it works. (laughs) Yes. People appreciate it more. People love that shit. Absolutely. Their focus. Okay, a sleazy salesperson prioritizes his personal gain. It's mm-hmm. all about them. That's right. It's My not about the, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Where good salespeople, mm-hmm. okay, the honest salesperson prioritizes the customer needs first right. and sells them what they need. That's okay. Right. Communication. Sleazy salespeople are like high pressure salespeople, mm. right? They do what it takes. They they make these false promises. They use these really sleazy tactics, right? Mm-hmm. Just to kind of get, and that's their style, right? It's very high pressure, high pressure. And I hated those kind of people. I, I know. Oh, I couldn't handle that, yeah, right? That sucks. Where a good salesperson builds this trust through clear communication, honest communication, right? Yep. They're okay if they don't close the deal today. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Because it's what's best for the person. So that's it right. is possible to yeah. do that. And again, it's worked for us, mm-hmm. okay? Intentions. A sleazy salesperson, he wants quick one-time sales. Yep. Just just like yeah, one-night stance. Yep. Yeah. Right? In, yeah. Out, next day, moving <laughs> on, right? Yes. Where it's like a good salesperson, their intention focuses on building long relationships, mm-hmm. okay? We're not looking for the one-night stand. That's a bad analogy, but we're looking <laughs> for it. a long-term relationship. <laughs> That's right. Okay? Integrity, okay? Unethical practices, mm-hmm. okay? If you're a sleazy sales guy, where we uphold our ethical standards as salespeople, right? Yes. We're honest. We make sure that, you know, we don't sway people down the wrong road. Yep. Listening skills. Big time. Okay. Huge. Sleazy salespeople, right? They disregard what the customer has to say. That's and right. they're just they constantly, listen. they're con- they don't yeah. listen. They're bullying. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. talking over my, yeah. constantly, it's, right? It's almost like a, they've got a, like a script that they're reading from kind of Exactly. Thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay, shut yeah, up. Yeah, Let yeah, me finish yeah, it. Yeah. I got to do this. <laughs> yes, exactly. But really they're, they're <laughs> listening yeah. to just respond. That's right. And that's it. Right. Yes. Where really, you know, a good salesperson listens to, you know, understand right. where the customer's coming from. And then right. they employ active 
listening. Right. Where they're open, you know, asking open-ended questions, longer yes. questions to dig more and find more information out exactly. on how they can help and offer good services, yes. right? Yes. Boundaries. So these salespeople don't have any. Nope. Okay. They will do whatever the hell it takes. You know, they ignore, they pressure people, uh, right? They make, you know, they belittle people. Yeah. I remember hearing somebody be like, do you really have to go ask your wife? And I remember oh. that because it was, it was over a car. I was at I was at a car dealership and he had the balls to say oh. that to a dude. He's like, listen, it's for you. The car's for you. Do you really have to go ask your wife? And I was just like, what? Jeez. It's hard not to have stepped in in that case. Yeah. Short of making the whip crack sound (laughs) afterwards, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's terrible. Where, you know, a good salesperson respects people's boundaries, right? They're not pushy for the wrong reasons, right? Go ask your wife. Yes, it's very important. In fact, bring her in. (laughs) Exactly. Let me schmooze her too, right? Do the whole nine yards. Yes. Sleazy salespeople never follow up, right? They don't care. You know, they're generally a great salesperson first time around the block because mm-hmm. they never follow up That's where right. you know a good honest salesperson is, is, is you know constantly returning following up are right. you good how's it working for you what else can i do for you yeah. right yeah and then last but not least reputation sleazy mm. salespeople always have a shitty reputation yep. okay and like i said they may be the best salesperson First time around the first block. time around and the that's block. It. Yeah, yeah. where a good salesperson builds a long lasting trusting relationship right and all this everything in the good salesperson i have employed right from day one right and i have never lied because i have realized that if you do lie (laughs) it's like all this pressure to remember (laughs) the lie right and i didn't want to live like that it was like i i don't remember i remember over promising sometimes and i was like oh shit what did i over promise this guy they never came back but i was like i'm never doing that again because i can't it's too much to remember (laughs) I know it happens. <laughs> it happens. Uh, lessons learned. Dumb, right? Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, funny. the reality is I, that was the worst it got for me. And mm. I remember just turning it around, being like, "No, said, no, I'm not going to do not, that ever again." Yeah, because again, it wasn't worth it. I yeah. always knew where I wanted to be, what I wanted the long term outcome of the agency to be, and yeah. I wanted clean reputation. Yep. I wanted to have a reputable, ethical shop, and 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 honestly, I wanted just to be who we were. Yes. And I knew from the start we weren't going to be for everybody. Yeah. But nobody was ever going to say that we were sleazy yep. that we scammed them yeah, yeah. Yes. yes and that's what i wanted to make sure yeah. so i wanted i did everything possible not to be the sleazy sales guy nice. always nice. but from day one i had to push and i had to sell because you know what yeah. if you want that job you have to go get it yeah plain and simple you have to ask for yeah. you have to you know do what it takes to get that job people yep. aren't just going to randomly come and give you this work <laughs> unless you've worked your ass off and finally got that reputation yes. where that happens yeah but you still had to get there yes and that's the reality yeah so. totally god that's so uh that's so cringy that that people are like this and to see that yeah you've done this the correct way this is and this is where, where this kind of dovetails out from our customers for life kind of thing right absolutely because if you're does. good to people they will come back to you they will come back yes you know time and time time and time, and time again. again yeah it's yeah. like because they're decent people that we that we're working with and right? that we want to work with and yeah. they want to work with us right right so yeah. it is possible for designers to sell and it is possible for designers yeah. to learn how to sell mm-hmm. okay it's just they have to they have to embrace it yeah. Right, plain and simple, they have to embrace this whole idea. That's so, right. what we're going to finish off with is, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, the top six most important things graphic designers need to remember when selling. Ooh, okay, so nice. and this is just from me. 
okay, yeah. based on my experience and everything that I've learned and what we implore. Right. Okay. I'm sure there's more things to do, you totally. know, might be stuff about how to dress and, you know, like your candor and all that. But this is the stuff that has always worked for us. Yeah. Okay. Like, but again, yeah. sorry, but no, no, back no. to your how to dress kind of thing. You just, you did that whole oh. suits and ties and how shit like that. How horrible is that? And that was all fake to you, right? So you ended up doing what you just, this is who I am. It this was is how, Take me for what I am. If you don't like the fucking ball cap, fuck off. That's, and that's exactly <laughs> it. Okay, maybe I didn't say fuck off. No, but, but I'm just saying. But it's that like, was the attitude, That was your attitude, right? exactly. And it's This true. is me. This is how I operate. Because I tried doing what I thought everybody right. wanted me to do. Right. And it was wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? So, you're right. Uh, above and beyond, maybe this should be seven most important things. <laughs> and it starts with being authentic, to be honest. That, there you go. Actually, Sean, you know what? I'm going to change that for the this end. to seven. Okay. Okay. So you didn't hear this. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Okay, so number one, be authentic. Yeah, yeah you got me on that one. That's yeah. actually true. That's true. Good on you. <laughs> number two, okay, you yeah. got to understand your audience. Yes. And their business. Right. Okay, and that's a key, right? Huge. You have to make sure that you prioritize learning, you know, who they are, learning about those people, and then learning about their business. Yeah. If you just go in cold call and you don't even, I don't care if it's the first visit, initial meet, right? Mm -hmm. You have to go in there with an understanding of their business yeah you've got to make sure that you're going in there not just to brag about you and who you've worked with and everything you've got to know their business yes you know for us this really worked with niching down because mm -hmm. it made learning businesses a hell of a lot faster yeah. right i could yeah. spend half an hour and learn all about a company enough that i could have a great conversation with if you don't know about a company or a business yep. or an industry you may have to spend a morning you know for mm -hmm. that initial introduction that, that that initial discovery lesson but needless right. to say you need to go in there understanding their specific needs, you yeah. know, their industry's needs and that customer's needs and what they need. Right. First, I guess that would be number two, right? <laughs> yeah, that's number two. <laughs> number three. Okay. Yeah. I mentioned this early. Mm -hmm. Use active listening. Yes. Okay. I can't stress this enough. Mm. If you ask customers a question that can be answered in a yes yeah. or a no, yeah. you fucking fail. You're done, yes. You haven't learned anything. Okay, good, nice 10 minutes of the hour that we've booked. Uh, I think I got everything I know. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yes, this felt great, thanks. <laughs> that will never work. Right? Honestly, the whole point of active listening is mm. you need to engage them. You need to ask them questions right. that can't be answered in a yes or no. That's right. That has them explaining more. And making them think, too. And making them think. Yeah. And then you're asking more. This is the only way that you're actually going to get to, number one, the root of the problem. Mm -hmm. But then, number two, it's selling You know your inquisitiveness. You yeah. know, It's selling who you are and yeah. what you're willing to. So, again, I can't stress enough. It's like if you can ask a question like, so, do you have busier times <laughs> in the year? Then others, yes. <laughs> Duh, you failed, right? Like, rethink how yeah. to add that, right? Yeah. What months of the year are or busier and why, why, you know? What makes What's, December busier right. than... Like, don't just... So, is yeah. December's busier than busy? June? Write it down. Okay, yeah. yes. December, busy, June, not. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I'm just looking for my holiday schedule, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, again, I can't stress the whole yeah. act of listening, okay? Right. Number four, yeah. highlight 
the value you're providing, mm, okay? Nice. And I can't stress this enough. You have to highlight not just the value you're providing, but just the value in general, right? Mm -hmm. Emphasize how your design services are gonna make a difference to them, gonna make a difference to their business, right? And you do this by focusing in on the benefits, mm -hmm. not the features, okay? Yeah. Even if you're talking about their product and how to position them, mm -hmm. you focus on the benefits. Benefits is what sells. Benefits is what people buy. They don't buy features, they buy benefits. Yes. And in case you don't know the difference between features <laughs> and benefits, okay, <laughs> sit back. I'm going to school you go. on this one because I think <laughs> this is one of the most important sales things I ever learned. This okay? is brilliant. The differences between features and benefits, mm -hmm. okay? Features, these are things that, you know, describe the characteristics, uh, characteristics, characteristics. <laughs> of a product, <laughs> yes. okay? Where benefits explain how those characteristics are going to fulfill your life, exactly. how they're going to make it How's this going to make my life better? Yes. Right, and that's exactly it, right? Yeah. We would always say, you know, find out the number one life-changing benefit mm. of that customer mm -hmm. and sell the shit out of that. Exploit that's, the hell out of that. Really, yeah. and yeah. that's that's how we would always, you know, we'd always approach our marketing campaigns, right? Yep. Features, you know, they're objective. Yep. They're factual. They have yes. a hard yes, no. Yes. They have a hard figure attached to them, a right. hard concrete piece, you know, of whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. where benefits are highly subjective mm -hmm. and they're customer focused. Yeah. Okay. So they're very different, right? Features answer the whole, what the product includes, mm -hmm. you know, where benefits answer the how the product is life-changing. And what I mean by this is a feature is like, 500 megabytes, you yeah. know, a gigabytes, 2.4 gigahertz, you know, mm. hardened plastic. Who gives a Sorry, fuck? I wasn't listening. What did you yes. say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Where the benefits, okay, <laughs> is what those things do for you. Right. So, so now again, a brilliant, brilliant case study here. And I think this explains it best, okay? Mm -hmm. Back, back, back before the iPod, mm -hmm. okay, came out, okay, there used to be MP3 players, yep. okay? And MP3 players would always advertise themselves. 250 gigabytes, mm -hmm. 500 gigabytes, hardened case. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? Yeah. I don't fucking know, yeah. right? I'm not a technologist. Yes. Steve Jobs came out, okay? He came out with the iPod, which is, dun, 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 mm. an MP3 player. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but he never called it an MP3 player. Nope. He called it an iPod. And what he said, you, he didn't tell you it was two and a half gigahertz. Nope. He didn't tell you it was 500 megabytes. Nope. He said, here's a fucking iPod, and it allows you to carry a thousand songs in your pocket whoa what makes a fucking difference that directly relates to me now i understand what this right? is right and this is the mind-blowing benefits people right. buy benefits they yes, don't care about they don't features give a shit about the features unless you are compare unless you're a technologist and comparing you know yeah. tech to tech right or, yes or you know you are such a fashionista that you're looking at the kind of materials that no yes. you know what people just want to know how it's going to hang on your body what the tech is going to do how right. it's going to improve my life yes okay so again how many songs yeah exactly That's what people are thinking one thousand wow they're, like, they're not you know what they're not thinking yeah I wonder how many songs What's I can, uh, 250 megabytes hold. Yeah, like that's exactly it. Like it's, then you lose them. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Gone. They're like, oh, fuck, I don't know. I don't yeah. care. I'm going to go back to my, my CD. <laughs> exactly. But the reality is benefits are customer centric. Yes. Okay. They're customer centric and they, and they address pain points. Yeah. So that's what you have to focus in on. Right. right. So when you're highlighting value, remember benefits sell. Okay, mm -hmm. whether it's your benefit to them or their benefit to their customer. Okay? Right. Number five, effective 
communication. And I mentioned about this earlier, okay? Mm -hmm. Effective communication is like the proper way to explain yourself, okay? Earlier today, I had a pitch, um, mm -hmm. a very small pitch. It just Somebody needed me to think about something. They didn't want me to put a lot of thought behind it, right? Oh. And they just, they wanted me to present it to them, right? Just my ideas. Yeah. It was like half an hour before the meeting. And I was like, you know what? Okay, I know what I'm going to tell them. I know what I'm going to recommend. Yeah. I got half an hour. I'm going to quickly do a quick, you know, like six slides. And it was all visual. Oh. And it was easier to talk to. It to translated that. that message so much better. Uh, I put visuals to it, yeah. right? And it's and again, only quick, very quick, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is that, you know, I used visual aids to help me explain something. Yeah. And it made a world of difference on their end trying to understand my idea. Right. So again, you have to have to work on effective communication. Don't use jargon. Yes. Don't use all these tech terms that they're not going to know. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple and make sure they understand clearly what it is you're trying to say. Yeah. Okay? Yes. Number six be engaging mm. okay i'm yep. sorry but if you're just like trying to sell like this Hi. and stop you know <laughs> dude you're done you've got to add flair you've got to add right. pizzazz to this you've got to you've got to be this kind of person that they want to talk to yes. and they want to listen to and if you are reserved I'm sorry, but you're going to have to work on that, yes. you know, and I get it. You know, if you're introverted, that's fine. You have to find what works to your strengths. But right. again, as an introverted person who has to sell, mm -hmm. okay, there's still other ways because you don't always have to be crazy and outgoing to sell. Yeah. Okay. I unfortunately am very outgoing. My yes. hands are fucking everywhere. <laughs> if you're lucky, I am lucky I haven't gotten a lawsuit because it's, you know, accidentally slapping customers, but you know, the strengths <laughs> for introverts in how they present yeah. is they can present more quiet, okay? Ah. People lean in when you're quiet. Uh -huh. You choose your words wisely. Right. You can't use the fact that you might be an introvert as an excuse oh, that you suck at sales. Because here we go. one thing I've learned this is, is you know, I've had sales meetings where the people on the other side of the table were very quiet and reserved. Right. I had to change my strategy. Yeah. I can't be big, bold like I am. Hands flailing all over the place. I, I had to sit on my fucking hands. <laughs> I spoke a little slower. Yeah. Spoke a little bit more quiet. Yeah. And they leaned in. Yes. And it's that like, was a the oh, difference. They leaned in to right. listen. Yeah. So again, I still got their attention and mm -hmm. kept their attention. I was still engaged. Yep. I was I was as engaging as I could be in yep. that case. Yeah. It's just different crowd. We got the job. Yep. And that nice. led to two and three more jobs with that customer. Nice. So absolutely works. Yep. Okay. Awesome. And then last but not least, number seven, mm -hmm. do it with conviction. Mm. And I can't stress this enough right. whether this goes in line with being confident whether this goes in believing in what you're pitching the reality is you have to have a sincere belief that what you are telling them and what you are offering them is actually going to work for them right that's the difference okay yeah. and you need to have conviction customers they can smell yes that if you're not confident in what you're telling them they know they know yeah. they 100 know yeah and the funny thing is they don't expect you to know everything no they just expect you to be confident in what you're telling them right if it's wrong in the end and it doesn't work yeah customers are okay because often they just need direction right. they need someone to take charge present lead deliver yeah afterwards if it didn't work out you're not out. You don't yep. suck. Yep. You still got the job yes. done. They just need somebody to believe in what they do. That's right. You know, and that's scary. Conviction is a very, very, very scary thing. And it's a very, very powerful thing. Big time. But as a salesperson, mm -hmm. if you don't have conviction, they're just not going to believe you. They yep. will not follow you. Yeah. 
So I, it's funny because I remember seeing this this commercial where it was like this guy was he was packing a parachute. Yeah, and she was like, "Are you sure this is good?" And he's like, "Yeah, yes." <laughs> That's, that's, that's so it's true. Like, this, that's not where you, you. This is it's the exact same thing. Yeah, you absolutely, know, only it's more of an thing. extreme. Boy, you better have confidence. You better have confidence in some of these things. But it's the same thing. But dude. that's exactly it. Absolutely, like, the people same are gonna. Thing. They're not gonna trust you if you're if they're not if you don't exude this kind of this kind of confidence, right? Or this yeah. conviction. Conviction. You don't for have what this. you are selling. Right. Exactly. So, seven. Seven. Mm. Okay. Very seven important things for graphic designers to remember when selling. Okay. Number one authenticity thank you sean because i do believe that that one is the first that's one on the huge. list I, I, yeah i think I hands think down that, dude i yeah. agree and i missed that one completely no that's okay number two understand your audience and their business yeah. okay number three use active listening mm -hmm. number four highlight value and make sure you understand the difference between features and benefits yeah number five employ effective communication number six be engaging mm. and last but not least do it with conviction boom boom yes. remember that yes okay so yes. i think that's ultimately if you could there's many more things that you can learn mm. but if oh. you can focus in on these seven points right when you're out and just practice them over and over and you know take everything to heart honestly learning how to sell using these points will always get you business and it is what separates those people on fiverr you know the shitty ones to the great ones it's yeah. what separates shitty designers from good designers because they have to get out there mm -hmm. they have to get the jobs and they have to keep churning the jobs yeah okay so again there's a lot to this yeah so i think it's again if you know how to sell you will never go you hungry. will never go yeah that's yeah, yeah. you'll never go hungry that's exactly it yeah now back to our endless debate on hard skills and soft skills. Mm -hmm. Where would you place this, Moss? Mm. <laughs> is this a hard skill that we should all learn? I think this is a soft skill, dude. This is a soft skill. I do think this is something. I think this is something that everybody can learn. Okay. I think that there's, you know, even if it doesn't come natural, some people, mm. it comes natural for. Yes. Other people, they have to work hard at it. Yeah. Are you a natural of this, do you think? <sighs> It's or just, is say. this something that you because I, 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 as long as I've known you and it's been a long time yeah. you've always been a very gregarious kind of person you've always been a very I think what it is is I've always had conviction yes. in what I've what done you, yes yes okay yes. and I think because of that mm -hmm. people have believed I, so I've always had conviction and because I was never lying right right I had no reason to try to fool people I was just really passionate yeah and I was like I believe in this 100% yeah and I'm not basing it on my own personal opinion I'm thinking right. you your customer your industry I was employing everything so right. Do I have a formal sales background? No, no, certainly. I have. I've, I've learned experience it's, in, it's in the all beginning. Experience, yes, and, and and it's people watching. Right, love to people watch. Mm -hmm. Right, I th yeah. I always got a kick of just going to the mall for two hours, <laughs> drinking coffee, and just watching people. Yeah, I thought it was fascinating when I was young. So maybe I was just looking for you know a girl. I don't know. <laughs> I was a really funny guy. Yeah, I was really yeah. like girl chaser. I was <laughs> holy jeez. But I mean, the reality is, it's just uh, this was something that I learned, yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah. now I don't even think it's something that, like, I think it's just something that just comes natural. It's just now become my personality. Yeah. Um. So for me, it was the conviction for sure, yeah. and also part of the gig. I think absolutely. Right? This, is, this is really something that we really need to 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 be better at. I think, and the school system has let us down. Mm. You know, this is the kind of thing where there's not a lot of like you can find any kind of tutorial tutorial online of how you know to manage your fucking Photoshop files and and layers you, and things and all right, these kind of right. cool tricks and stuff like that. But nobody tells 
tells you how to get clients. It's true, right? <laughs> With, Every, nobody teaches you how to sell. Nobody teaches yes. you the benefits of of you know what's good, what's not. You know what to you know like how, you always see people like sell me this pen. Yeah, and they always and and you know the responses are always ridiculous because yes. people are like. <laughs> Well, well this pen is um, steel. <laughs> it's aluminum, and um, it's ballpoint. It, it so writes, it, um, it writes good, and they always fumble, yeah. and they focus on the pen. Right, but the reality is, you don't yeah. focus on the pen. Yes. You focus on the story I'm going to dude, write with this dude, pen. Okay, <laughs> let me start here. Okay? okay, okay. I have a little bit of of a secret to tell everybody. Oh. Okay, <gasps> design. I feel like I've always had a cheat thing. I had a hack for design my whole life. See, where people used to struggle getting this whole idea from mm-hmm. their head, you know, down on paper, right? Right. right. I didn't struggle with that, okay? Mm. Because the idea would flow from my head to my hand, but I wasn't able to get it to the paper. Oh. Okay? Until I discovered a vessel, okay? <laughs> and this vessel just it was like it was an extension of my fucking hand, okay? And this vessel just, it's just my ideas just- Just shut up and let me buy it, please. (laughs) Sean, you know, all of a sudden, my ideas were flowing from my head to my paper. And then after a while, that vessel led to a stronger connection and it was my hand to a mouse. And honestly, it helped me become who I am today as a designer. And Sean, this This pen is the pen that made the difference. And this pen needs to be your pen, Sean. Sean, fuck, dude, that's it. Take the pen. I'm gonna. I'm taking. I want it. I will give you any money for that right now, please. Again, it's don't focus on the bullshit. That's right. On what it's built with. Focus on what the pen will do for you. Yes. And so, and again, people. A great story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Give my pen back. My vessel. My vessel. I felt a little sleazy, but you know, no, you know no, what I was getting was, at. That was great. <laughs> that really had conviction. Conviction. Yes. See? Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. Did. I genuinely did. <laughs> I do have a pen fetish though, don't I? We so, all do. Yeah, I, yeah, as yeah. designers, I think we all yeah. do. Yes. Cool. I, although since the Lincoln yeah. into the woods, yeah. I've been hard on pencils, man. Really? Eh? Pencils. Nice. Fuck, nice. They have they had some great pencils. They did have some really cool pencils mm. they gave us. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's all I'm, that I'm down with that now. Can't Old wait school. for the next one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. That was great, man. That was well, awesome. Well, again, this is something that I strongly You're believe. You're right. I really, 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 you want to talk about conviction. Mm-hmm. If there's something I can tell every, if anybody says, granted, you know, what's the, the, the most important thing that helped me all these years? I, you know, okay. You know, that might be perseverance, yep. but- what helped me at the beginning and what got me jobs and what kept this going was my ability to sell. Because in all fairness, I look at some of the stuff I did the first year, two, three years in business. (laughs) Wow, was it bad? Oh, well. And by today's standards, it was, right? And it was the style, it was everything else. But the reality is I was able to sell. I I was able to sell the value. And at the time, it was better than what was already out there. Right. Right. And I improved because I kept selling to get more customers. Yes. I sold my business, I sold myself, and it kind of took us to 25 fucking years. Yeah. So I can't stress enough, if you guys can, take some of this, get on YouTube, find some fucking people. Fucking Alex Hermosi is an amazing fucking YouTuber, right? Mm. And he's amazing business, and he's always talking about sales strategies, motivating, Aww. right? Find that, you know, find some, I'm sure there's other sales guys out yeah. there. Learn that shit, honestly, and that will 
elevate your game. It'll change. Because again, it takes more than just getting better every day at design. Yes. You've got to be able to sell yourself. You've yeah. got to get those bigger customers. You've got to be able to pitch those bigger jobs. Yeah. And again, employing these techniques will help you win those yeah. bigger jobs. Big time. Every single time. Big time. Cool. Oh, that was awesome. Cool. Yeah, boy. All right. <laughs> well, I think that almost wraps this up. I yep. didn't even think we'd have half an hour to talk, and sure enough, it's like 53 minutes later, so <laughs> sorry, peoples. Jesus. What but do you I, expect when the two of us get together? I, I mean, know, right? And a nice bottle of Blanton's. And a really good bottle. Blanton's. We love you, so Blanton's, if you ever want to send us a case, please, hey, you please. know, we'll give you our address. We, yes, <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, we'd love that. Very good, very good. Oh, All right, everybody, please, if you got anything out of this, please hit us up on our YouTube. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really important. Share your comments. Hit us up on our website, honestly, because we want to teach you the whole space, not Mm. just how to design a logo, but we want to teach you everything from thinking about it to selling the damn thing and then support thereafter. So please leave us a review. Share us with anybody you love or hate. (laughs) And um, yeah, and drop us a line. Yeah, yeah. Good. Love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. We do. All right. Okay. With that being said. Yes. My name's Massimo. And my name's Sean. Stay creative and buy this pen. (laughs) Stay angry.